The trenches needed rebuilding. Did the Jaguars do enough? I'll let you know here today on Locked On Jaguars. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, good people? I'm your man Tony Wiggins here on Locked On Jaguars. What am I in? Is this my, I'm, am I going on my 12th or 13th year to covering this team? I think I am as a professional. And uh, we'll find out pretty soon what that season will look like as this schedule comes out. But I got to remind you that we are your daily podcast and we're your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen. We're always grateful to have you. And we're free on all platforms. Don't ever tell anybody or let anybody tell you that you got to pay for this content because you do not make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, even on YouTube. Um, thank you for allowing me to come and, and, and talk to you this late in the day. Uh, the schedule release is a few hours away, maybe three or four hours away uh, at the time that I'm recording this. And I want to discuss it a little bit, but I don't know what's true with all of the different games that people keep saying that the Jaguars will be playing at the beginning of the year but i will tell you what i do want to talk about and that is the trenches a lot of you guys got a little bit upset at old wig last year when all you guys wanted to discuss was wide receivers and all i wanted to discuss were trenches one of my philosophies when it uh comes to this y'all is and i'm gonna stop saying you guys because i'm not talking to everybody i'm talking to one person uh, <laughs> uh one of my philosophies was and this is the analogy that I've used as of late is if you want to lose belly fat, you got to go to the gym. You just got to do a total workout and the fat's going to come off where it wants to come off. You can't a lot of times just target areas and think that you're going to get results, right? You just got to do a complete workout and then let it come out. It doesn't come off the way you like all the time, right? Um, because if that's the case, I just do stomach exercises all the time and I'd be ready. I'd be ready to keep the rest of my body the way it was. Here's what, what I, the analogy I'm using that to football. The Jacks need this, this, and this, and this to be good. So in the offseason, you just better go get A. But what if in offseason, A wasn't what's available? Then you better get B and C. Get the best of whatever's there, whether it's the biggest A, the biggest B, or the biggest C. You better get that and make that a part of your football team. And eventually what's going to happen is you're either going to develop a bigger of something that you don't have or you'll run into it by happenstance right so that was the dilemma that i had with a lot of fans of the fans when i kept talking about the offensive line right that ain't the most important thing the, the most important thing is wide receivers so the jaguars go out in the free agency and they get two wide receivers but they're not the kind of guys you thought they were you guys probably thought they were going after Devontae adams and tyreek hill and, and those type players I told anybody who would listen to me that Devontae Adams wasn't coming here. I don't care if they had two Brinks trucks full of cash and gold bars. He was not going to leave Green Bay to come to Jacksonville. He was going to leave Green Bay. He was going to uh, Las Vegas. At that point in his career, why would you? The best chance they had to get a marquee man was to trade to Dallas and get Amari Cooper. I don't think they looked at Amari Cooper as being as good as I hope they think Christian Kirk at his price is better than Amari Cooper was at his because over the first two years, they're paying Christian Kirk 
just as much money as they were going to be paying Amari Cooper. But the reason why I kept harping on the trenches, the trenches, the trenches, is because I knew guys who could fix the offensive line, which definitely needed an upgrade, would be more readily available than an A-level wide receiver who you'd either have to convince to come here or you'd have to pay a lot of money for. That's not what you have to do in, 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 when it comes to offensive line. You can fix the offensive line all the way through the fourth round of the NFL draft. You can fix the offensive line by signing guys that other teams just generally have decided that they could probably do without for salary reasons who's a really good player. QN Brandon Sheriff. That's exactly what happened. What team would let go of a 20 uh, a late 20 something year old guy who's a former pro bowler and all pro and who's still healthy? Why would you let him walk? Because you make a the business you make a business decision. The Jaguars unlike the Washington football team has uh, they, they need to just get talent all across the board. And they had a bunch of cap money, the Washington football team, or now as we know them as the commanders, they have a whole bunch of guys on defense that are going to have to get paid very soon. And a wide receiver that has to get paid. They had to acquire a quarterback. So they probably felt like they were in a position where they were developing guys where they could probably go ahead and take a loss with the all pro guard, different reasons that teams do things. But those are the things that make it advantageous for a city, a team like Jacksonville, to go out and get offensive line talent. There's another thing, too, and this is a little bit off the beaten path, but this has something to do with personalities of these different position groups. Wide receivers and corners and skill position guys, they had a little diva in them. You're more likely to see them in a club with some little skinny pants on and some high waters and some shoes with red bottoms than you will a big old offensive lineman. A big old offensive line ain't right here wearing skinny jeans and standing on top of boats in South Beach. And you don't have to worry about lifestyle when it comes to getting guys in the trenches to convince them. Most guys that play in the trenches want to live in a, in a nice city without all of that foolishness. They probably still drive pickup trucks. They ain't around here dyeing their hair all different kinds of colors and driving Ferraris and Lamborghinis to games and showing their taco meat. Offensive linemen are about business. So it's easier for you to obtain and procure talent in that particular position. The thing is, is they're more readily available. It's about fit and you need more of them. And therefore it was going to be something that was easy to do now. So here's the question. Did they do anything? Yes. They got Brandon Sheriff. They added Luke Fortner uh, in the draft and they re-signed Cam Robinson. Was it enough? Segment two, I'll give you my conclusion as to what they could have done a little bit more of and was it enough? Segment three, I'll tell you two guys that really, really need to step up. And if they do step up, no, I'm going to make it three guys. If those three guys do step up, this unit will take a giant leap. And that helps nobody more than Trevor Lawrence. So I'll get into all of that here in just a second on Locked on Jaguars. After I tell you guys about rockauto.com, you want some car parts that are worth the money and worth more than the money. You want car parts that fit any need on any vehicle that you have in your garage and you want car parts well, you ain't got to go stand up in a chain store and answer weird questions. You can just get online at rockauto.com and they're going to deliver them to you to your door. It's a family-owned business open for over two decades and every single person I've ever referred to rockauto.com has been absolutely satisfied above and beyond measure. 
Don't choose to spend 30, 40, or 50% more in a chain store for car parts that just aren't as good when you can go to rockauto.com. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to rockauto.com, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? And I'm going to send you because they have an amazing selection of reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. All right, man, I want to hit you with something real quick. Make sure you continue to choose us as your first listen of the day. It really, really makes us feel good here at Rock Auto, at rockauto.com, at Locked On Jaguars when we know who our first listeners are. I don't care what time of the day I publish this. You guys are always there, and I am greatly appreciated. So I know a lot of people understand that I've been battling diverticulosis, right? And every now and then, I get diverticulitis. That's when I have a little bit of an outbreak inside of my body. So I had one of those yesterday. And so I appreciate everybody kind of reaching out to me. Uh, I ain't no good until that pain starts going away. Once the painkillers kick in, I really can't sit here and do what I'm trying to do. But once the antibiotics kick in and it starts getting better, I start feeling better. So I wanted to take the time to tell you all thank you. Y'all told me not to do a podcast today, but I told you that I would. So I came up to my office to make sure we knocked one out because I promised you yesterday. Now, there's a show. There's shows all over Locked on NFL, too, where we're going live with the schedule release. I'm going to try. If my body holds up, I'll be able to do that and give you guys some uh, some insight on what I think about the schedule. Uh, but until then, I want to talk about the guys who are going to be knocking the guys around on Sunday on the schedule and those are guys in the trenches where do i think the jags are great i think they're really good at right tackle i mean right guard with brandon sheriff and i really do think they are in good shape with cam robinson who uh just today i read somewhere where doug peterson said the sky's the limit so i'm going to get into that a little bit too because it, it it's happened with two players in three years where there was a visiting former nfl coach uh, twice it was a head coach and um one time it wasn't a head coach it was, but it was a long time assistant and everyone was coming up to him in practice there were two guys that stood out to both of them and they said it in two different years one year dave campo looked at cam robinson and said good god he looks good that's the kind of athlete we had in dallas when we were winning all those super bowls i was like Cam. he said yeah man it's just something about him you see him they're yoked differently God, he looks like he looks like one of those dudes. And then a year later, someone else said the same thing. I can't really put my finger on who it was, but I, I know it's a coach that everybody uh, remembers uh, because they, I've talked to so many visitors on the sideline. And he's like, golly. And he looked at Cam Robinson. And then right as he said that about Cam Robinson, another guy ran by. It was Devon Hamilton. And he said, oh, my God. And so I talked to him. I said, he says, yeah, man, it's just some, some guys that are just built a certain way. He says, when you see a lot of Hall of Famers, they all have different shapes. But when you see them, you know that there's something about them. It's the way that it's, it's always one body part or another, the long arms, the big hands. It's something that just absolutely separates them. He said, those two guys looked apart. So that's one of the things that made me really believe that guys who have been around teams that have trench monsters who really dominate games and win games, they know that it looks a little bit differently. I know it looks a little bit differently because back when they had Tony Baselli, Leon Searcy, and 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 that whole crew of Ben Coleman and Wydell when he was at his best, and Vince Manawai and 
and Chris Naoli and, and all of these guys. And then later on a little bit, Mo Williams and, and some of the other pieces on the line. I I, I knew that the Jaguars going to have a good chance to dominate their opponents. So winning in the trenches has always been something that I thought was super, super important. And I just thought under George Warhop, they were really average. And I thought to a certain extent, before that under Doug Marone that they were okay, but they were never ever superlative. They were never in that top half. And I'm always pushing, you know, it's, it's a pipe dream to have the best quarterback, the best receiver, the best tight end, even though we probably just saw a little bit of that in Kansas city over the last three or four years. So it's a pipe dream to have the best of the best, the best at everything. And I get that. And even when you do get that, if you win one year, you can't pay everybody. So you're going to start losing it. So sometimes it's just a matter of what are some of the things that you can do where you can, give up a little bit in certain positions, like not quite be the best offensive line is one of them. I don't want them to have the best offensive line in the league. I want them to have one of the best 12 offensive lines in the league. And I think I'm always looking for the top 12 because prior to last year that it was six playoff spots on each side. And I'm thinking like, if you can, if, if we're not, if we don't have the best of anything, but each one of our units is a unit that is somewhere in the top dozen. That means we probably have a pretty good football team. That means you probably have a pretty good football team. So with the offensive line, I always thought, okay, right guard. Yeah. They're, they're fine at right guard now with Brandon. Sure. They're fine right now at left tackle with Cam Robinson. I don't know about Tyler Shatley as a full-time starter at center. So then you have to start thinking about Luke Fortner. How much is he going to contribute? Is he going to be able to step in right away and, and compete at either left guard or center? I'm not sure about Ben Barch. I'm not as sure about Ben Barch as some of the other people. Will Ben Barch have competition from whoever loses the right tackle job? And those two guys, we'll talk about him in segment three. But there's still a little bit of unknown. There's also some unknown in what we talked about with coaching. Is the new offensive line coach going to be able to extract and get more out of them? Are the play designs going to be that much better? Is this just going to be more chemistry and more cohesion and a more understanding of what it is you're trying to accomplish? And that in and of itself will be something that allows these guys to improve and play better as a unit. Will they score early and get ahead? And will the defense make critical stops and have a change of uh, change of field position and change of possessions that aren't expected that lead to this team having better opportunities to dictate what happens on offense, which means the offensive line will probably be able to play a little bit better in that situation because the defense is on their heels. There are a lot of factors that you have to factor into, but the first one is getting the right guys on the roster and keeping them healthy and having enough number of them. I saw a recent where somebody did a, a much too early all 53. They only had eight linemen. I think you need to keep nine or even, or even 10, but we'll see if the Jaguars decide to do that. The thing is, you have to have the guys on the roster who can compete. And I don't mind having too many. That's their problem. That's their problem. Have too many. I want, I want seven or eight guys who are capable of starting because you never know with injuries. But if this thing is going to work, there are two guys that I think are extremely critical. I'm going to talk about both of them here in segment three on Locked On Jaguars. I want to tell you about Built Bar, though, man. I need me a Built Bar in my life right now because I'm hungry and it's covered with 100% chocolate and I'm trying to lose weight and it won't hurt me because the macros in Built Bar don't hurt you the way that candy bars do. Now, you can make every day your birthday with Built Bar's birthday cake puffs, which are so good because puffs are the 
uh, protein-infused marshmallow, and Bill has taken the delicious ex experience of biting to a fresh slice of birthday cake. Enrobed in it is 100% white chocolate and added sprinklers. Man, doesn't that sound good? It only has 150 calories, but it has 16 grams of protein and only 9 grams of sugar. So this limited-time flavor is an amazing option if you're looking for a healthy way to get flavor and variety on your big day. You need to get it by going to Built.com and using the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCK15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. We thank you for making us your first listen here on Locked on Jaguars. Your second listen should be Locked on NFL. Locked on NFL is a Monday through Friday podcast with various hosts from around the country where they break it down and give you a perspective uh, that you can't get everywhere. I'll be on there every Wednesday with James Rapine, and you got to check some of the other personalities out, man. My man Carter Critiques from Pittsburgh and uh, your boy Q from Vegas. They really get it in too, man. So all these guys from around the country will give it to you and give you perspective that you've never seen on Locked On NFL. Make sure you like and subscribe and find it wherever you get your podcast and make it your second listen. You've heard me talk about the offensive linemen, so I'm trying to give the trench monsters a little bit of credit here. And uh, the right tackle position, everyone knows that's the one that right now, along with left guard with uh, with Ben Barch, but the right tackle position is going to be a slugfest between Jawan Taylor and uh, Walker Little. And uh, both guys huge. Both guys, uh, Little's probably a little taller at 6'6". Six, six. I think uh, I think uh, Taylor is 6'5", but they're both well over 323, 225 pounds. So there's enough size. There's enough athleticism. And I'm interested to see if change in coaching will help Jawan Taylor with some of the things he struggled with, a few holding calls. He seems like he was always false starting every play and maybe not getting to the second level and making that big of a difference. Walker Little, he seemed to have really low hands when he was blocking. And I think that surprised some people. I'm going to give Urban Meyer credit for one thing. I saw his hands low. And one of the first things that Urban said on a Monday was he was playing with low hands. And then Urban said it shocked us because we had not saw that on tape in practice. So what that tells you is, and I ain't going to mention Urban no more today, but what that tells you is that they were seeing things and I saw it in game and I didn't see it in practice either. That at some point that muscle memory wasn't there. At some point you were getting the games and getting excited and you were doing things and, and showing some bad habits. So does he have the capacity to learn things and practice and then be able to translate that to the field in game day and not let the game day moment be too big for him and you start doing things that you didn't practice? You know, that's a muscle memory issue. So I think the time he spent off in football, uh, the COVID year, and then the year before that he was battling a knee injury, it may have taken some of those instincts away from him. And hopefully he's back in the groove and he's getting them back. Uh, because he's going to be a very important part of this football team. But I think also whoever does not win the right, I wouldn't even call it a loser. Whoever isn't selected as the right tackle, because I expect those guys to fight and push and push and push and raise the level of this offensive line. I think if he's such a great competitor, and you heard offensive line coaches over the years say they want to get their five best guys on the field, I wouldn't be shocked or surprised if you saw them take one of those guys and see if they can pay, play and compete at left guard that's what i think because that would probably happen anyway if there was an injury now uh so those two guys will battle it out and i would just instead of trying to figure out if luke fortner can play either guard spot i'd focus him right at center 
and I'd let him battle a lot with Tyler Shatley. And I, I'd say, may the best team, may the best player win. The thing with Shatley is he's super strong. The thing with Fortner is Fortner is, is a technician who probably lacks a little athleticism, but because he's so technically sound, he'll probably be able to catch on right away. So I, I expect him to be a day one ready to go guy when it comes to uh, making line calls and identifying stuff. It's going to be very, very interesting how this all plays out with those linemen. Uh, I'm trying to figure out, I've named six guys. Can there be two more guys that pop up and really show themselves approved? And maybe this is a this is a point where you look into the veteran market also and you bring a guy in who's played a number of plays in the NFL. Well, either way, I do expect the offensive line to be approved this year. Uh, some of it's by design, some of it's by play design, some of it's by play calling. And then some of it's just going to be about situational football. But I also think that morale is going to be higher all the way around and everyone will have a fresh start. Cam Robinson's got a pocket full of money and um, and he has a commitment from them uh, that he's going to be here for a long time. So I think that works out in the team's favor as well. It'll work out in my favor if you join me again here, same time, same place. Tomorrow, we're going to probably end up reviewing the schedule release, talk about some games that I think are interesting, uh, will be interesting for people to go to. And then I may even go through that entire schedule and give you a win-loss total and take my chances with you guys being upset with me. Bill, until then, make sure you tune in tomorrow here on Locked on Jaguars. Uh, we'll have that show for you as well. And uh, thank you for joining us, making us your first listen. Until tomorrow, take care.